0: Welcome to the Reinvest Podcast, a podcast that is based on building confidence for you to manage your personal finances and the ministry finances that you've been entrusted with. Welcome back to another episode of the Reinvest Podcast. I'm your host John Brummett. I'm joined today by Chris Compton, uh, and we are going to be talking through um, reasons of why your church should consider having. uh, Institutional planning or a financial plan uh, and how that can benefit your church uh, in multiple ways uh, moving forward. Welcome, Chris, back to the podcast. Well, it's good
1: to be back and it's good to uh, discuss uh, these, uh, in particular, this topic as it relates to planning uh, within the church financially and uh, how that may how that would be beneficial and what that looks like. And so I'm excited to discuss this topic.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that we get asked a lot uh, by churches are, you know, kind of what should we be doing? How, how should we have our um, finances set up and, you know, why is it important for us to have, you know, uh, a kind of a plan in place when it comes to those, to those things. And so we, we kind of lay it out into, you know, three three different areas so so you have you know your sort of the reason you do it to to make things a little uh a little less stressed a little easier on your your church to not have to worry about things um you know kind of set up some kind of uh modeling for you know what we're telling our people at our churches to do your church is actually modeling that uh in their finances as well and then just being able to take advantage of opportunities uh that come up that um you know the lord opens doors for us but if we're not prepared to take advantage of those then you know we we don't get to you know move where he's moving and stuff and so kind of having all those pieces in place kind of help uh move churches in the right direction
1: you know it's interesting that we we are talking about this and how and how it relates to to the church and and I was just thinking how you know probably a lot of churches um, or, or even ministers and leaders in the church uh, they, there's so much to do you know the the uh, the world. Uh, needs the Lord, and there's so much ministry that's taking place. A lot of churches have a lot of great things going on, and we get uh, excited about gospel opportunities and disciple making and, and so forth that, um, you know, I wonder how much time is ever really, in, in with leadership, um, considering, you know, a financial plan and what what that looks like and how we can uh, better position ourselves for for future ministry rather than being uh reactive to you know what we're trying to do do now and so um yeah I know you know with a lot of churches that I'm aware of and being involved in stuff perhaps it was more reactive and proactive and so I uh, uh, Excited to, you know, to discuss this, to see, you know, to help help churches and help think th- leaders think through, you know, who who are uh, maybe starting to think about these things, you know, just just some uh, starting off points for them so that they can be uh, better prepared. For what yeah, the,
0: this is not the exciting part of like, you know, soul winning and stuff like that. This is the behind the scenes stuff that you have to do to be able to do that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. You know, starting out, you know, we we talk a lot from from the board of retirements point of view. We talk a lot about having a financial plan uh and, and dealing with your personal finances. And I know that a lot of churches, you know, they'll they'll preach sermons and talk about, you know, uh wanting their people to be good stewards of what the Lord has blessed them with. And, you know, a lot of times that kind of rolls into like a tithing type um, message. But that that really comes back to the church as well as, you know, the church is supposed to be good stewards of what they've been given as well. So it's, it's it goes from individual to the church, to the state, to the denomination as a whole and kind of how we manage those finances, you know, kind of set an example for. You know what we're saying like it's it's very easy to go through Matthew 25 and talk about um, you know being wise with your investment and 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 bringing back to the Lord more than what you know he gave you to start with but it's something else to actually have to do those things and 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 move it along and so a lot of people um, we're just not trained in kind of how that works or even where to start uh when it comes to that kind of stuff and so just kind of talking through uh through that model and how to how to get started it is can be a little overwhelming and so uh some of the stuff that I would like to talk about today is just kind of the you know what are what are the basics what are the easy things that every church needs to do in order to get started. Um, You know, we talk a lot with churches, um, especially since we started doing our institutional uh, investing program. We talk a lot about churches about, um, you know, what what are the basic accounts that a church needs to have? And so we talk about, you know, checking account, savings account, a high interest savings account, and then an investment account. And a lot of churches, you know, a lot of churches just have a checking account. They may have a checking and savings account, but that's about as far as it goes. Um, but talking with with them about, you know, getting that the funds that the Lord has blessed that church with to actually working for the ministry, you know, is is kind of the kind of the thing of you know, don't bury your talent. You know, you need to to get it so you can have it return and stuff, and kind of kind of talking through um, you know, how to set up those individual accounts in order to to get a church to the place that it can actually get started.
1: Yeah, the Bible is I think replete with examples of of stewardship, uh financial and um and and given us the, the insight and the wisdom of, you know, how, how God wants us to, to, to manage as as stewards and uh, both on the individual level and also as, as an organization, as a church. And I think, I think, I would think a lot of churches uh, would champion being good stewards to their people, but also the, the leaders to be good stewards. But the, the aspect of it, and that's why I think we're talking about this of just having a good financial plan that that focuses, you know, that's future oriented, is probably an aspect that a lot of churches leave out of that overall, you know, how we steward the the resources, but it's also about stewarding, you know, the ministry, because when we're talking about planning for for the future with with our finances we're talking about the reason why we're doing it so we can have those
0: future opportunities that that you you spoke about and so yeah and we have a lot of churches that do their budget based on next year and, and they don't really think much about all right so this is our five-year plan or they may do a five-year plan but they don't do a 10-year plan or a 50-year plan and you know for for what we're talking about this being a steward is, you know, not just for this year and next year, but like, all right, so you want our church to be here. You know, our church has been here for 60 years. We want to be here for the next 60 years. And so, what are we doing to ensure that that happens? Like, we are moving into, um you know, a time where the church is not like we are coming out of a time where the church was like number one on charity list of people giving to it, but we're moving out of that to where churches are falling down the list of who's getting the money whenever people are making their charitable contributions. And so what are you doing to ensure that your church is still going to be able to do ministry down the road if people stop giving to the church? And so, you know, thinking through that financial plan, kind of what those opportunities or even threats are going to be uh, to that church, not just next year, but, you know, several years down the road and kind of how to prepare for, you know, dealing with uh, maybe a more hostile uh, environment when it comes to raising funds and doing ministry.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned the, you know, because we 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 want to be practical in in you know what we discuss and maybe give. You know, those who are listening, uh people that we, we care about want to help educate and partner with in advancing the kingdom, these these four types of accounts and really what what why why church needs it and what really they're they're used for. For instance, you know, you mentioned the checking account. I mean, obviously everyone knows, you know, how they use a the checking, but you know, that's for daily operational expenditures and and you know every church i would i think every church by now would have that uh and not just use a cash system but they're you know using a checking account and they're um you know taking care of their daily operations and so i think that's pretty with standard and and as you said most churches would have it probably have a savings account but uh you know what uh, as we think about the savings you know that's short term, right? You know, just what a couple of months, you think?
0: Yeah. So, so when we talk, when we talk financial plan with, with churches, then you've got your daily, your daily, your day to day operation stuff, you know, your payroll, stuff like that. But you've got money still that's coming in from tithes and offerings and stuff that's, that's allowing you to do that stuff. And so you don't really need, you know, a ton of money in your just regular old savings account that earns no interest whatsoever. But you do need some money in there just in case you miss a deposit one week, or the person who does your deposit for the for the bank, uh, maybe they are out on vacation or, or something like that, and so you you miss a couple of weeks. Having that money set aside there, sir, for you know, maybe a month of expenses or two months of expenses, just depending on how healthy your cash flow is, is really all you need over there is just, you know, something to where if you miss a week or you have a larger expense that comes up like the kids are going to youth camp or something like that, then you can write that check and you don't have to 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 manipulate things or wait to to send it. Um and that's that's really all you you need in that that one that's not really earning any interest is is just you know enough to to handle those expenses that you know are coming up but you're not going to need it you know forever yeah
1: it's kind of like maybe a emergency type savings in the sense where it's just you know something that happens or whatever you can take care of those expenses that you know it's pretty liquid and you have a savings account at the bank, you know, you may be able to just, you know, transfer money that savings you into your checking and take care of that, that expense or, or that uh, um, need.
0: So, and, it, and it's also a holding sale for, or not sale, but a, a holding place for, say you have income that's coming in every month. Well, you don't want your checking account to be, you know, whenever your monthly expenses are like $20,000. You don't want to have so much money in your checking account. And so you need to move it someplace. And so you move it into that savings account just to to make sure that because the the checking account that you're using, that number is out there um, probably more so than your savings account is. And so if something were to happen, your bank was to get bank account was to get hacked or something like that, then that checking account is is probably the most vulnerable for that kind of stuff. And so pulling it into that savings account um, kind of gives you a little bit more separation from the number you use every day versus that one that you don't use every day. Um, but then out of that one is where you'd make your transfer into the other two accounts. And so, you know, moving away from that, you know, this is my local bank savings and checking account to a high yield savings account. Uh, and when we say high yield, basically you're looking at, a, it's a savings account that you can make withdrawals from the money is still pretty accessible, uh, but it pays more interest. And so you're looking that, especially now with rates going up, you're looking at, you know, close to 2% or better, uh, is what you're looking for on one of those high yield savings accounts and and that's because that money is going to be in there for a a longer period of time so you're looking at like one to maybe two three years out uh, of expenses so you're like we know we're going to have ac units that go out in the next um you know two or three years they're at their life expectancy so instead of having that money just sitting in a savings account doing nothing then you move it into that high-yield account because you know it's going to go out and you're going to have to access it at some point in time, but you still don't want the money just sitting there doing nothing. And so, um, you know, here uh, at the national offices, you've got um, the foundation uh, has uh, trust accounts that they allow for individuals to to say, set money aside, um, uh, North American ministries has the self program that they allow um, individuals to set money aside. And both of those would pay more in in interest than what you would get at like your local bank. Um, And it wouldn't be uh, like a CD where it's locked up for a couple of years where you couldn't get to it. So you still wanna have access to it, but it still earn you some interest and stuff um, while it's sitting there.
1: And, you know I think as we we discuss you know how how you know a church you know get started with trying to get from checking to savings then from savings to short-term savings and and how they plan for that and you know I I would think a lot of churches if if not I would encourage churches you know you know to budget that way you know budget yourself mm-hmm. opportunities you know to, uh, you know, you know how much income's coming in. You know your expenses. So budget yourself. Opportunity to get to build up that short term, just a regular savings, and then your short term savings that gives a higher yield for your, you know, one to three years out. And so it's all about it's all about planning. As we talk about this financial plan, you know, you got to plan to do this. Now, s- now some churches are you know who ha- already have a a huge savings account. You know they may have fifty to eighty. Hundred thousand dollars already there, just in a regular savings, and so you know they they may already be at a point uh, where they can just okay, what what's what's my one to two three months that we need to keep? What's that amount, and then go ahead and move money into the short term savings, and figure out do I have enough to meet these you know one to three year type larger expenses, and then from that point on, we you know you, we go and talk about the the investment account.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that we've noticed with a lot of the churches that we've dealt with in the past is um a lot of them have pretty healthy savings accounts, but they kind of get into this um this mindset of well, we may need that money for x. And usually the x is something that either they they can plan for and so they know when it's going to go out. So like they they have roof that's they may need to put a roof on the church. Well you know how long a roof a roof's got a lifespan on it just the same as anything else. And so w- one of the things that we talk about is even if your church is brand new and you're just starting, two things are going to happen. Either your church is going to grow to the point that you need to expand the place that you're at, and so you're going to have to have money for to to replace that building, or you're going to stay where you're at, and that building is going to get old and need to be repaired, and it's going to start to deteriorate, and so it's going to have you're going to have that money for that, and so why not go ahead and make that part of your budget item of this is my long term savings account, and that's where sort of our investment accounts come in. Um, you know, you're you're looking at you know more than five years out, you know five, ten, fifteen, twenty years out. I think the average life expectancy for a roof is like around fifteen to twenty years, depending on what kind of material it's made out of. And so, but those can be huge expenses for these buildings because you know our your house is you know thousand, two thousand square feet, maybe more than that, but a church building. Is, you know, it could be 5,000, could be 10,000 square feet. Uh, if you have a pretty large campus, it could be even more than that. So you're talking about significant uh, expenses when it comes to, to having to replace that roof. Well, if your church has a large facility, but not a large congregation, it can be very expensive to have to come up with cash to be able to do that. And so that's where a lot of our churches get into places where they have to downsize or they have to relocate because they just can't afford to to maintain that building anymore. And so but if you're putting money aside a little bit at a time in one of these long term investment accounts, then it doesn't matter. It, it takes some of that load off of those congregants that are there at the time that it goes out to say listen we planned ahead because we knew this was going to happen um and so we're kind of in a in a place where we don't really have to worry about it because the lord has blessed us with you know savings and stuff to be able to maintain this building in order for us to continue doing ministries without you know having leaks in the roof or having to to do stuff like that and and it also prepares you for like I don't know if you've ever had to go through a building program, but most building programs when it comes to our churches are, are kind of front ended by a capital campaign and trying to raise money in order to do the expansion. And that always ends up being just a, a, a hard thing, even if it goes really well. It's still a hard thing because you're asking the church to do more you're, you're trying to get all these things in place. But if you're doing a little bit from like day one to where you're starting to set this money aside, you don't have to, you don't have to do a capital campaign. You don't have to do like whenever the opportunity arises for you to expand the church, funds are already there. You just have to use them. And so, and that's, that's what we're talking about is, is that financial plan for not just, today or next year, but it's 10, 15 years down the road and kind of how that works. And so using those investment funds, those institutional accounts that we run here at the office, um, you know, just kind of help to to do that, to kind of head off, um, you know, future things that we know are going to happen because buildings don't last forever. Um, You know, our churches are going to grow. We're going to have to expand. Um, you know, as we get more people, classrooms, um, you know, things that change, we're, we're going to, we know these things are going to happen. And so it's just planning ahead so that they don't become major stress events for our congregations that allow us to continue to do ministry and take advantage of those opportunities um, whenever they get there without us having to, you know, reshuffle the whole deck.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, it makes it just makes sense logically. But even, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, a financial standpoint, uh, you know, a lot of times, not only do churches they may have to do a front end, like you said, campaign where they try to do a capital campaign, but many, you know, borrow money to fund whatever they're trying to do. Maybe not so much for a new roof, but it you know, to add a family life center right onto their church or whatever the case may be. And so uh, I think it makes sense uh, financially and from a business standpoint, you know, why not, instead of paying the lender interest and using the excess money, you know, from the church to do that, why not pay yourself by you know, saving the money ahead of time, investing it, and le- letting the gains and the, the earnings from that over time come to you instead of you know paying interest out, and so it just it just makes sense.
0: Yeah, and we do we do a seminar um, that I've done a couple of times that's on this kind of the difference between borrowing money and then investing your money and stuff, and like the timelines on like if you were to invest the money. And take the gains yourself to be able to get to a certain point to like build a building or something like that is much less than if you take a loan and then have to pay the interest in order to do that. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't take a loan or, or anything like that because, you know, that may work for your church. But but what I'm saying is, is uh, there is advantages and, and opportunity cost. um that you have to do no matter which one you do. And so it's just trying to figure out which one is best, which one is going to put your your church or your organization in the best financial position, you know, moving forward. So it is not stressful. You're able to take advantage of those opportunities and it's modeling good stewardship, you know, for your congregation.
1: Yeah. And there's so many, um, as we think about like these Long-term savings, in, in, institutional investing. There's so many uh, things that that we can, you know, use use the money for. And, and it may be that your church, you know, already has building. You got plenty room to expand it. But but think about other um, ministry uh, mission opportunities that saving ahead and preparing for could could allow you to do whether it be we, we've talked some about like um, scholarships for uh, college students go to Christian college or to maybe fund a, a a missionary you know instead of a, you know a missionary having to go out and raise all their support and go you know to dozens and dozens of churches what about if if a church had planned ahead and could just fully find a, a missionary for you know two or three years or 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 whatever they're, they're just limitless op- uh, uh, possibilities of what you know saving for for the future and in, in a long-term savings investment account could, could afford a church and and you know uh, i just think there's there's lots of opportunity there
0: yeah and and i mean it's really endless as far as like what those opportunities could be i mean uh you know i i know it, you know depending on how much money a church had set aside you know you could possibly you know use that to underwrite you know your youth ministry or you know get you know a children's uh ministry started or pay for camp for your kids all at your church one year or whatever and and it just be the earnings off of the funds that you're you have in those accounts and and that's you know when you start thinking like that then it's like you know your people are tithing and then you're being a good steward with the money and letting it earn for the church and so you're being able to do even more ministry because of the blessings that your people have given to you and you're just letting it work for the church and so i i mean it it could be you know i, I think back to like um you know, the endowments and stuff with like Harvard and stuff where they have enough money in those endowments that you know they basically underwrite everything the school does, uh, any special activities or anything like that. And and that's kind of, you know, what we're we're talking about is, you know, setting aside funds for, for you know, the future of ministries and opportunities that you just you you may not even they may not even not even be on your radar right now. And just being able to take advantage of those things that you know, the Lord opens the door for you and you're just able to walk through it.
1: It's really about, you know, positioning our our churches and our ministries in a way that we can be ready uh, to do what the Lord wants us to do when he wants us really to do it. And it it boils down to just just stewardship and, and planning and thinking through how we can steward the resources that the Lord ultimately come from the Lord through the giving and faithfulness of his people. And uh, I would just encourage churches to, you know, to consider that and how they can make themselves ready and the, the, the opportunities that, w- that could arise if, if we could just, just be in a position where, uh, you know, you have a vision, you have something you want to do, but you don't know how you, you can fund it, you know, I'd, I'd rather be starting from a position where, you know, we already have the funding. We already have what we need or just show us what you want. Uh, and so I think that's a better place to be and, and a goal for, you know, each church, because you got to start somewhere you, you may be there. Uh, your church may not, you know, may be a long way off, but realizing, Hey, you know, th- th- this is a, this is uh, a good plan and, you know, we, we gotta start. We you know, we only have a check-in savings, but let let's let's do this. Let's get a, a short term savings, or we, we we got that point, but let's start an institutional account or, or whatnot. And so um I, I just encourage churches to, to consider that.
0: Well, I appreciate you guys taking your time to listen to the podcast this this week. And uh if we can help you, uh please feel free to reach out to us at reinvestfwb.com or um theboardretirement.com and we'd be happy to answer any questions that you have on this topic or anything else. Uh, If we can be of service to you, please feel free to reach out. Um, Chris, thanks for joining us today and we'll catch you guys again at the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Reinvest Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at reinvestfwb.com. Please subscribe to the Reinvest Podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and more.